Welcome everyone to another episode of Through the Portuguese. My name is Angela Samoz and I am so happy to be here with Grace Moreira. How are you, Grace? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm doing well. So my friend Grace is originally from the Bay Area, but now lives in Idaho. And I'm really excited for this conversation because when people think of the Portuguese communities on the West Coast, I think most people think San Jose, California, possibly, you know, Southern California for those that know the community and, and Central Valley. But then, of course, everyone defaults to New Jersey and Rhode Island and Massachusetts and kind of the traditional areas, right? And I think very few people know that there's a very vibrant community up in Idaho. I think some people would consider it a new community, but it's not really. It's been there for a few decades already. So, Grace, tell us your story about how you went from the Bay Area up into Idaho, and then we'll talk about the community there and why people need to go check it out. Okay, no problem. So when uh, my parents came from Portugal back in 1969, we moved directly to the Bay Area. So we were very involved in the Bay Area and everything else. I have my whole family there. So we just needed, my husband and I, about 15 years ago, we just needed a change. It was go, go, go from soccer practice to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. halls to Luso practice to folklore practice. It was non nonstop. And we were looking to the future where we could, a place we could retire and relax, slower pace of life. And actually, my in laws were the ones that came out here. They have friends out here and they came out here and visited and went back and said, you know, we should move to Idaho. And uh, my husband and I were like, really, Idaho? <laughs> uh, you know, you don't hear about Idaho. Right. So did they, did they know people up there or they had just yes. heard? No, okay. they knew people up here. They would come and okay. visit all the time. Actually families that moved from Tracy, California, they were living up here. Very good friends, very good friends since the Azores. So they would come and visit and it's just, it's a slower pace of life. It's kind of hard when you're coming from California and everything else. You don't want to offend anybody. But here you can still say Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Oh, nice. Okay. Yes. And then, you know, people are not really offended. They protect the Second Amendment. Your rights are still not trampled over and everything else. I know I'm going political route, but (laughs) (laughs) we came. Here's the interesting thing. We came on a December, visited the area, fell in love with it. The people are very, very friendly. People still hold the door open to, for you to walk in or walk wow. out. It's just, I don't know how to explain it. It's just very relaxing, very nice people. The culture is so laid back and everything else. And so we went home and we looked at, before we went home, we looked at some places to stay and mm-hmm. we came home and it wasn't like a decision that was made like in like a day. So sure. That's a, I mean, that's a big move, right? So you're not going right, to just decide overnight. Move. Yes. So we did, you know, like I am, we did a pros and a cons list. The pros mm-hmm. outweighed the cons list. So here's the funny thing is like when we told my boys, Hey, we've decided to move to Idaho and we gave them the reasons why. And I forgot which one of my boys there went, we're moving to another country. <laughs> like, um, uh, Obviously, That's you, funny. you flunked geography. It's another <laughs> state. It's connected by Montana, Oregon, Nevada, Arizona, and I think Wyoming too, and Oregon, and it connects to Canada. You, yeah. you know, Canada is like about eight and a half, nine hours away from where we're at. So we're in yeah, southern Nevada. 
just about okay. 45 minutes from the border of Nevada, from Jackpot. Okay. Nevada. Well, I will say in defense of your son, I think a lot of young people that grow up in California and never leave, you know, California is very, how can I say, its own bubble. And some some have this impression like there's nothing else other than California, you know. So I will say that's probably a common feeling amongst young people. Yeah. Um, well, see, anyway, but so how did they take the rest of the news okay. and the move and everything? So I had a son who stayed behind, my oldest, and the other three went with me. If I had to do it again, I would do it a little differently because I had a son that was going into high school as as a senior. And Mm. we lived in Newark. So it's a very small community, as you may know. And Mm -hmm. he had a hard time adjusting. But my youngest, no problem adjusting whatsoever. He was in the fourth grade. We put him in the local Catholic school and that went up to sixth grade. And then he went to the junior high and then he started off at Twin Falls High School, ended up at Wendell School, which is where I work and flourished here in Wendell only because it's a smaller school and smaller classrooms. Everybody knows everybody. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think his graduating class had like 68 people or something like that. For For a high school? For a high school, yes. Wow, that is so that is small. Here, okay, cool. Even, even Twin Falls, I think their graduating class was like 200, if that. Mm-hmm. And so the class, the schools are pretty small. Like this mm-hmm. middle school that I work for has less than 360 kids. And we have wow. four. So it's very small. The areas are kind of small. If you want that spread out feeling and everything else, Idaho is probably the place you want to go to right now. If you consider moving up here, I would suggest that you come and take a visit, look around. There's beautiful Mm -hmm. areas. You can be up north and possibly see Demi Moore, Bruce Willis, Tom Hanks, Mm. Sun Valley area. The growing places right now are Boise, Meridian, and Nampa. There's an Amazon distribution center up there. Jobs are plentiful. Yeah, you have to sometimes drive maybe an hour, an hour and a half, but it's not like a commute in California. Uh, it'll take me an hour okay. and a half to go to Boise to the park, but it's all freeway. It's not congested or anything like that. We're in California. When I drove from Newark to Sunnyvale, it took mm. like two and a half yeah. hours to go, yeah. like, which should have been less than like an and hour. Half an hour. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> so, but if so you like when, a small pace of life, this is the place to be. It's close to and, other states. So no regrets at all. No regrets whatsoever. We're going on 15 years. 15. Has it been that long already? My gosh. gosh. We moved in 2007 of June. Wow. And so when you went to visit the first time, did you experience a festa or any part of the Portuguese community up there or just the, the friends that you had when you were there? So when we went in December, we just checked out the area. We knew that there was a Portuguese community up here. We knew that there was the Magic Valley Portuguese Hall. And my husband, Joe, actually moved up in April. So he got to know a lot of people at the Portuguese Hall and attended some functions. Unfortunately, there wasn't any functions that we could attend. But here's the interesting thing is we talk about like, I know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody or mm-hmm. persons related to me, but they're like, might be distance. This is how mm-hmm. it is. Here. Somebody knows somebody that knows somebody. I mean, mm-hmm. people that moved up from the Chino, Artesia area down there, the San Joaquin Valley, 
Uh, there's a little bit more coming from the Bay Area now. There's a lot of people from Social Arts and Seda up here, some from mm-hmm. Fado, some from San Miguel, but we all get along. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not... Yeah, we have our little friendly competitions like, oh, so much is better than Fayal or Fayal. Or <laughs> but we all get along. We're out there to support each other. I mean, the families are what we do is uh, not a lot. We have a, a Facebook page, but we still send a lot of invites to all our functions out. And we have about 250 invites that we send out to people. Okay. And, you know, some of them are third, fourth, and fifth generation where they're mm-hmm. Portuguese. So we keep them on our list. We just, even, you know, if somebody in California wants to get our invites to be on our mailing list, all they have to do is email us at magicvalleyportuguesehall at gmail.com, or they can send a message through our Facebook page and we'll just add them to our list. And anytime we have an invite, we'll just send them off to them and they're more than welcome to come here. Some of the interesting there things there compared to the freshness down there to up here, you know, you're not going to have like these big bands or anything else, but we did have Victor Silva just come up for our Holy Ghost Festival, Festa, and everybody's like, you need to bring him back, Grace, you need to bring him back. So right now, Joe so and I... For those who don't know who Victor Silva is, is he a DJ? Is he a kind of a one-man band kind of a performer? He's- He's similar to Sheik Sheik Avila. He's okay. Okay. His music sings kind of like Sheik. Okay. And so Joe and I right now sit on the committee for the Portuguese Hall as treasurers. So um, when we were looking for somebody, it's like all these bands we wanted to bring up here, and they're like, "Oh, we're not available. Oh, we're worried about COVID." Blah blah blah. And I'm like, "Okay, I'm just going to reach out to Victor." Victor goes, "Yep, I'll be there. Just here. (laughs) Information will come up." And everybody just loved him. Mm-hmm. But if we can't get a band, then we put music playing, we improvise and stuff like that. So a little information about the Portuguese Hall. It was started, they opened its doors on August 30th of 1997. And okay. there was probably several years of fundraising to build the hall itself. And, once and is it in, I know it's called Magic Valley Portuguese Hall. Is that because it's in the town of Magic Valley or the area is called Magic Valley? So the area is called Magic Valley. Okay. Kind of like the San Joaquin Valley is called. Magic. Oh, okay. And then okay. within the valley, there's several different towns. So it's actually located in Wendell, Idaho. Okay. But it's called the Magic Valley Portuguese Hall because it incorporates. We want to make sure that everybody feels welcome to be there from the surrounding. Everywhere. Um, yeah. Yeah. Everywhere. Okay. Great. So, like for example, for our Holy Ghost festas, all the drinks are free. You don't have to. What? Buy. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm so, up there. When's your festival? <laughs> so we have oh one on the 17th. We are celebrating our uh, patron saint, Santo Antón, on the 17th. Everybody's welcome to come. We set our dates after the new committee comes in, so in November, and then we post it on our Facebook page. They're there. So for example, I, I will just give you an example, like for Holy Ghost, all the drinks are free on both days. This year we served steak and oysters for free. Food is free. It's in, done in the spirit of Queen Isabel. Well, she fed everybody in the area, all the people of the towns. She fed them, you know, she didn't charge them a rate. She didn't charge them anything. Um, throughout, we have an auction, a cattle auction on Saturday. We have food on Saturday. We pray the rosary for seven days. We pray the rosary that night on Saturday. And then on Sunday, we have the parade. So we have the crowning of the kids. We have, we go to church, come back, serve sopage. 
we have a bazaar, we have an, a small, another small auction. And some of that uh, helps offset the costs. We watch our costs a lot to make sure we're not spending where we don't need to spend. But mm -hmm. we also hold some functions throughout the year where member, uh, people have to pay for stuff. So our traditional one, which is very popular up here, and everybody keeps asking us, when is it? When is it? When is it? It's our crab feeds. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Those are popular uh, down when, here, too. Yeah. When COVID hit, um, we had to think outside the box. And in order for the state to allow us to still do it, as we were kind of slowly coming out of COVID, we could do it as long as we spaced the tables out and we put six feet all the way around. So we decided, let's try two sittings. And I know a lot of the halls out there do two sittings. Mm -hmm. so two sittings, we do one from five to seven, and then another one from eight to whenever they want to leave. And <laughs> it's spaced out. And this is like the third year, I believe, that we're uh, probably next year's the third year. And we're going to continue doing it as two sittings. Everybody loves it because it's not as crowded. Um, That's great. Before COVID hit, we fit in like close to 300 and some odd people in there. Mm -hmm. Very packed, very, very packed, very hot. And this way it's spread out. People love it. They, we have room to serve people more, a lot better. During that crab feed, if you're sitting down eating, then you get free beer, free wine, free soda, free water. Once. Wow. The serving is done. You have to pay for that. So we sell, um, they can bar, buy bar tickets and then they just go in the bar, give the ticket to the people behind the bar. Mm -hmm. So if uh, beer costs $3, they give them three tickets and they get the beer. They only get served free if they're sitting. And we've been very blessed with the dairymen in the area helping us, our Portuguese community helping us and donating. And also people who are not even Portuguese. They donate hmm. items. I mean, example, this is toy tractor. Just a toy tractor and some sweet bread went for almost 650 bucks. Wow. But, you know. That's so, awesome. Yeah, so we appreciate that. And I think that's the kind of similar differences between what we do here and what they do in California and other places is that mm -hmm. Christmas, um, we do Christmas. We do the traditional meal, which is uh bacalao and then we do ham mashed potatoes for that so you have like a christmas dinner at the hall so yeah so our traditional nice. start off the year with our christmas christmas then we go to we don't have new year's anymore but occasionally i think that's going to probably make a small slow comeback and then we go to in january we don't want to have anything so we have the crab feeds we have Carnival, but we didn't have dancing last year. So I think that's going to be resurrected, but we sold, we did a movie movies last year. So uh, prior performances for Carnival this year, we sell Bifanage, we sell uh, Filoche for those. And they're very, very popular. People can order them ahead of time and come and pick them up that day. And then from there we have a, another crab feed. Then we go to the Matanza, which traditional, you just like it is down there. We do um, Marcellage, we do tourisms, everything associated with that we do. We have a lot of those photos up on our Facebook page also. Mm -hmm. And then from the Matanza, we jump into, I'm trying to think what the next one is. Oh, Spitzsons. Mm -hmm. And then we have a little break and then we go jump into Santo Antón. Halloween is a potluck. And then we do our Fresh of the Contes in November and the new committees come in or the same committee continues. 
and that's how we do it up here. And we do it in the spirit of Queen Isabel. Give back to mm-hmm. the community is going to help you out in the long run. So, I mean, it's really kind of the best of everything, right? So if you're looking for a slower pace of life, but you still want to stay connected to the community, you you really do have things throughout the year. And I definitely want you to talk about the dance group because were you folks the one that started the dance group when you moved up or had they already started yes. started one or how did, how did that come about? So the interesting thing is when Joe moved up, he got to know a lot of people. So he got to know this lady by the name of Susanna Vieta. She's from Sojaj also, but she danced in a folklore group down the Sojaj in the Azores. And to me, you know, Angela, I'm a folklore mm-hmm. person. Um, <laughs> through and through. And, yeah, well, and I was going to say, I thought you moved up there to have a like slower and not place of life and not do as much. But of course you go up there and you're like, let's start something. <laughs> well, I didn't say let's start something. My husband said, let's start something. And Joseph, oh, was your husband. Okay. I'm going to volunteer grace to do that. And I'm like, slower pace, please. That's why I moved up here. But you know what? I really enjoyed it because I missed my folklore group in California. So Mm -hmm. we decided to come up here, put an announcement out. You know, we we weren't the biggest group at all or anything else, but it was was great. We went to several festivals. Our first one was in San Diego. But unfortunately, like anything else, sometimes things just go away. But Mm -hmm. I've had people come up to me over the last years, like you need to start that folklore group up again. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm 58. I like to retire. Yeah. I, have <laughs> I like to spend some time with, but yet that part of my culture, I think that was the biggest thing that I missed was my folklore. Mm-hmm. My dancing. That part I missed a lot. So it's in the back of my mind right now, but at the same time, I was also up until this prior year, I was the high school coach for soccer for Wendell high school. Oh my I was gosh. The director for the middle school for two years. And finally last year, I just turned in my resignation. I'm like, I need to relax. I need to think that I have my grandkids. I moved up here to relax. A mm-hmm. life. Yes. And- yeah. To re- resist the, uh, the pull to get involved and say yes to everything. Uh, yes. My husband tells me the same thing, but you know, I will say, so we were able to, you actually held the festival, the folklore festival up in Idaho as well. And so our dance group at the time was not active, but a, a group of us went went up to support and, and see it. And we had a fabulous time when we went. I mean, everybody was very welcoming and nice, as you've said, and the facilities were great. And we had a, lo- we had a, a lot of fun. And then just seeing Idaho itself was beautiful. And, and actually, I have some cousins up there, <clears throat> the Noons family. Um, yeah, there are cousins as well. So it was great to see them. And so, I mean, the folklore aspect is, is also, I think really fun because there's a lot of folks that want to do it that maybe don't do the festas, right. But they are looking to do something that's Portuguese. Right. But as you said, sometimes people lose interest. It is a lot of work, but maybe you could groom a predecessor, you know, maybe you could kind of train somebody if somebody's interested in taking it over. Right. That would be ideal. Right. Because then you could relax, but still enjoy either dancing or watching or, you know. Yeah. So so on top of that, let me throw in that I'm also the Lusa Youth Director up here. Oh, my God. <laughs> is there anything that you're not, Grace? <laughs> well, right now, all I have left is Lusso, committed to in the hall. That's it. Oh, my gosh. My gosh. 
But um, for me, I come from a family that's very involved in everything else. My brother's yeah. sisters and, you know, my sister Lisa is sings. She's had several groups along with my brother, John. And they've both been involved in the Credo Immigrant Portuguese out of Newark. I have nieces and nephews that play in Santa Clara. Mm-hmm. I mean, my, my dad instilled in us, and I think it's my dad and my mom, instilled in us to be involved in your community and to give back and appreciate what you've been given. I mean, my parents came to the U.S. to give myself and my brothers and sisters a better life. So they instilled that that work ethic of volunteerism and being proud of your heritage and your culture. And a lot of people up here, they're very, very proud of their heritage and their culture. Mm-hmm. And I think at times they're, I mean, I, it's kind of weird because I'll be here and then I'll go back to California for a festa. And I'm like, why do you need to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on just clothes for the Queens and the side maids? Mm-hmm. Why can't it be just yeah. simple? Just simple. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. It, it's, it's uh, mm-hmm. not to bash and I hope nobody, everybody does not get offended, but it's, that's not what our culture is about. Our culture is about expressing who we are and our heritage and where we came from. And in the Azores, you, you know, I've seen pictures. I've never gone and actually seen any of the festas. Cause when we went in 2019, we missed every single festa. It was like, we came in on mm-hmm. the tail end of everything mm-hmm. and but just seeing pictures, it's it's very solemn, very um, mm-hmm. word I'm looking for. It's very, it's not one trying to beat out the other. Yeah, it's not. Re- it's more about the the honoring of Hania Santa Isabel and her taking care of the poor and honoring the Holy Spirit and the blessings. It wasn't about the clothing. If Correct. You will. Yes. Right. Yeah. Like that. Mm-hmm. No, I, I I totally get that, and and you know who knows there there may be a renaissance. I've I've actually started to see more queens kind of going the more simple route. But one thing I was going to ask you about also is how are you seeing more people? Like, is the community up there growing? Do you see more people moving up there? Are more people finding out about it? Like, are you seeing? I mean, we did have COVID, right? So everybody went away for two years. But do you see the numbers of the FESTA growing, even if it's by a little bit? Because I'm wondering, you know, California has a lot of people leaving and they're going to a lot of different places, Texas, Arizona, Florida. You know, I think people are looking at Idaho as well. So I was just curious if you're seeing the community up there grow at all. Uh, Yeah, it's growing a little bit, not like, you know, hundreds of thousands of people or thousands and thousands of people. I don't think you'd want it to grow like that yeah. either, right? No, but <laughs> I, I mean, the places, like I mentioned before, Boise, Nampa, and Meridian have grown tremendously of people moving from California up into that area because it is more similar to California. It's more hustle and bustle. There it has been more families moving here to Idaho and into the Magic Valley because they know that there's another, there's a community here. There's a hall that's based here. And I I see it changing and I think it's great. I mean, we have, you know, if everybody ever heard of Evil Knievel, Google that. That's in Twin Falls, <laughs> where I live. And people are like, oh, Twin Falls, where's that? I'm like, do you know Evil Knievel? And they're like, yeah, that's where you made the that's jump the river. Wow. So there's lots of places like from my house, I can be at Lake Murtaugh within 25 minutes. If I want to go 
skiing or tubing or whatever, I just go to the mountains and it's like less mm-hmm. than an hour away. If I want to go to Sun Valley, it's like an hour and a half away. If I want to go to Boise, it's like an hour and a half away. Salt Lake, if I want to go to Salt Lake, it's like three hours away. So everything's close. You experience the full four seasons. Mm-hmm. You see the trees nice. change. You see the snow hit. You see the flowers blooming. You see the summers hit, which have been in three-digit numbers for the last week or so. <laughs> but the other thing, too, is what I say to people is if you're moving to Idaho, give it a year before you decide this is not for me. It takes anywhere from nine months to a year to get acclimated to everything in the area. There's so much to see. I mm-hmm. mean, I think if I go to the Oregon coast, it's like four hours away. So oh, nice. You're away from the beach. I mean, yeah, you're not going to be close to the beach or anything, but you have the mountains, you have the lakes, you can go Mm -hmm. camping, you can go hunting, you can go fishing. It's just, I recommend like we did, just come up to the area, check it out. And if they're coming up and they're unsure what to see, have them reach out to me. I'll be more than happy to guide them and show them the areas around. There's Shoshone Falls, which is very beautiful when it comes to springtime because the snow's melting and it's going over these rocks and the dam is just so gorgeous, so beautiful. And up in Sun Valley, when it's winter time, fall time, season, you can see all the trees changing color. It's just so gorgeous. Are you sure you don't work for the Magic Valley Tourism Bureau? Sure, <laughs> sure. You're, sure. You're, sell, you're selling it pretty pretty well here. Yeah. Um, I, well, very generous of you to offer to show anyone around that is thinking about making the move or just wants to see the area, and they can find you on the Magic Valley Portuguese Hall Facebook page, right? Is there any other social media that you guys? Yes. So okay. they can. So if they're wanting to get a hold of me, if they have any questions, my Facebook page is Grace Mureda Silva. Just send me a message. Our only social media right now for the hall is the Magic Valley Portuguese Hall Facebook page. And we're okay. pretty good about checking it at least once, twice a week and getting back to people with those messages and, and give them some information. Check out our Facebook page. There's a lot of pictures of everything we do. I mean, it's just, I think it's just a wonderful place to live. If you're looking for that change, if you want that calm and that serene, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's still a lot of open land. There's still a lot of dairies in the area. It's an ag, it's agriculture. So if you're familiar with the San Joaquin Valley, you might acclimate a lot fast, faster than you would from the Bay Area and the hustle and bustle. If you like the hustle and bustle, I would recommend the Boise area up there. Jobs are plentiful. I mean, it's, just, it's kind of weird because we have our cabinet shop and People leave and come all the time. We can't seem Mm -hmm. to keep people there. So we're always looking for new employees. Mm -hmm. But everywhere you turn, there's like people hiring. The schools are hiring. The any any place. You can just look up. uh, We have one of the lower unemployments in the country. And we're constantly looking for people to be hired. Yeah, I think that's, um, I don't know about the entire country, but I know out here too, there seems to be a lot of, a lot of jobs available. It tends to, looks like it's the, the trend for now, but, um, 
Well, no, well, this has been great because like I said, I don't know that a lot of people realize what an active community was, was up there in Idaho, the Magic Valley Portuguese Hall. So it's great to know that you guys are doing so many things, right? It's not just the fish that you guys have, like you said, the steak and oysters and the Halloween and the Christmas. And it sounds like you guys are doing stuff throughout the year um, to really bring in the community and offer something for everybody. So it's, that's great to hear. So everybody out there, go to Facebook and look up Magic Valley Portuguese Hall. And if you want Grace to be your tour guide, look up Grace Moreira Silva on Facebook as well and send her a message. But this has been great, Grace. And it's been great to, to catch up with you and hear your voice. It's been a while since we've seen each other. So and it's great to hear that you're doing so well. I do hope that you have a chance to relax, though, a bit more and pass the torch to some other folks uh, to take charge and, and continue on with all the traditions and events. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to uh, be on here and talking to you and uh, and telling you a little bit about our Portuguese community in here. One thing I did not mention is we just celebrated our 25th anniversary at the hall. Oh, wow. This uh, In July, we served kind of spitz. Uh, we served sardinhas, everything traditional. And there's some pictures up there. We had a bonfire kind of like uh fresh of the sunch. So we have, you know, we've been around for over 25 years. So, and thank you for the opportunity. It's been great catching up with you and hope to see you up here every once in a while. Yeah, we, we definitely, it, it's on our list of places to go. We're, you know, slowly making our way through the list, but uh, absolutely. We'll send you a message and, and you can be our tour guide when we go up there, but thank you very much for the time today. And so everybody out there, go visit the Magic Valley Portuguese Hall Facebook page, book your flights and go take note of when their festas are and make a plan to, to visit and attend their festa. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tudo Português, which is hosted by Palkas. If you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, hit that subscribe button and share this episode and the channel with family and friends so that they can learn more about everything Portuguese um, that's happening in our country and all the different communities uh, and the wonderful traditions and celebrations that we are maintaining. And with that, we'll say thanks again, Grace. Thanks, Obrigado. everybody. Obrigado. Até a próxima. Okay. Ciao. Bye. Thank you for listening to Tudo Português podcast production by Palcas, the only national organization representing the interests of the Portuguese American community. To learn more about Palcas, how to become a member, or to suggest a guest for our show, visit www.palcas.org or email us at palcas at palcas.org. <laughs>